Lead Generation Strategies for B2B Tech Companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Your host today, and always, is Jakob Löwenbrand, CEO at Brightvision. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the B2B Lead Gen podcast for tech companies. My name is Jacob Lomabrand. I'm the Managing Director of Bright Vision as well host of this podcast. Today's topic is really interesting and <clears throat> a little bit unfamiliar to B2B marketeers maybe. So we are going to learn about how to use emotional marketing to increase sales. And with an expert in that area, Alexander Novikov, who's the CEO of an emotional marketing agency called Way Boutique Agency. So we're so looking forward to this. Welcome to our podcast, Alexander. Jacob, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the introduction. It's, it's a pleasure being on, um, on your podcast. Uh, yeah, I look forward to having a chat with you. Yeah. So <clears throat> as you know, we're a B2B oriented podcast mostly and a lot of our client, uh, listeners are uh, marketeers in tech companies or or you know quite heavy uh, b2b area so to say and not so much uh, touchy-feely uh, stuff and so on so we are going to discuss with you today a little bit about how if possible how to apply emotional marketing to these areas and we're so looking forward to that but before we dive into that topic what took you to become an expert and start an agency in this area? Um, yeah, basically, I started well, 10, 11 years ago, but uh, I don't really consider myself as an expert. I think I'm just a student that is learning every single day. Um, I started 11 years ago focusing on digital marketing, like email marketing, Facebook ads, all the tech aspects. So that's all the logical aspects. And during my years, I realized, you know what? Um, these uh, emotions are missing and uh, the, we are all human beings. We are all, we think we are rational human beings, but we all make our decisions based on, on emotion. And it started then, obviously I started doing more research into how our brains work, how we make decisions. So I got obsessed with emotional storytelling because we're all humans and we all make decisions based on, on emotion. Um, there's some things that, uh, you know, some brands and companies, categories that we care about and some we don't. And the reason why we care for some um, in some categories is because the, that company made us care about certain things. And in B2B, it's, it's, like, it's always like, oh, this is the, the latest report. This is data. It's very like um, logic oriented. Um, so yeah, I, I thought emotions help us, it can help us increase uh, sales. It can help us increase, uh, put a... Um, a human face and be more personal, like be more humans, basically, rather than just like, you know, so that's why, that's how I got um, into emotional marketing. Yeah, great story. And for our listeners who never heard this expression before, how would you define emotional marketing? Um, I would define it, uh, define it as um, so, um, you use emotions intentionally, so you say, okay, I'm going to create, I'm going to add emotion into my marketing campaign, into my company, into whatever. Um, we have a team of people, let's say, um, like, you know, your company has, a, uh, Bright Vision has a team of people. We're going to add more emotions to that. And the, 
how basically you add, as you say, okay, what do we care about? Why did we start the company? What's the reason behind that? Why, like, um, there's the question, like a popular question that people um, say in the marketing industry, like, why do you do what you do? Uh, which is so true, but it's overused and it's not used properly uh, in terms of it's not used effectively. Like, okay, why did you start? It's not because I want to make more money because that's, again, that's logical. Or I want to increase more sales. Again, that's logical. Um, there's a more human touch to why we do what we do. It's, it's a sense of purpose, it's a sense of fulfillment. And one of the biggest reasons that I didn't tell you before why I got into emotional marketing is because I wanted to give up marketing for four years ago um, because I got tired and I thought, okay, I'm just, I don't want to sell another pair of shoes. Um, and then obviously I, um, I stayed in the industry, but I realized that sen- I lost my sense of purpose, my sense of um, my why. And I started digging deep and said, okay, you need to, you know, to look deep and go deep, not be on a surface level, not communicate on a surface level. So then obviously I, I, I changed the, the clients we work with and the, the, the type of work I do. So, um, yeah. Oh, great. So interesting. So <clears throat> now we know a little bit what's it all about, but if you're a company, you know, who, who have revenue goals, you need to drive leads, you know, converting and get the shop going every day, so to say, why yeah. should you care about emotional marketing? You know, what's the business case around this? And why should a, a practicing marketeer pay attention to this and, and start researching if this could be something that could benefit their overall uh, OKRs or, or objectives? That's a good question, Jacob. Um, the, the reason why is because everybody has it on their minds. Like, why would I add emotions? Why would I uh, invest in, in emotional marketing or just do the research? Um, the simple answer is because loyalty is everything. Um, if you have a look at brands, B2C brands, uh, like Apple, Nike, Adidas, you know, the huge brands, we can see that they have a loyal following. And the reason why they have loyal following is not because they're the cheapest. And you might say, oh, but in B2B is different. Well, uh, it's not different. We're all human beings. We all buy things. You, you know, you might buy a service from your company, which is fine. You're going to buy, you're going to go through a process. It might be dif- different. It might not be a lifestyle um, product or service, but it, it will help you achieve a certain goal. So the main reason is, is having loyal clients, having someone stand up for you. Um, how many people have we heard in conversations standing up for brands like, oh, I love this brand because blah, 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 blah. Oh, I love this brand because of this. It's because they're emotionally connected for whatever reason. And the number one, the number two thing is differentiating yourself because we live in a world where like everything, not everything, a lot of companies, they're just the same. It's the same messages. It's like, I'm a award-winning company. We won. It's like yesterday I was uh, walking down the Camden Town and I saw an ice cream man, a gelato ice cream, and he had like award-winning ice cream. I was like, freaking hell, like everybody is award-winning, like nobody is losing. It's like th- these messages, they, they, they communicate directly to the right, uh, to the left-hand side of the brain because it's logical. So once we, once humans in any industry look at those messages is ignored because they're all logical even if we remember them even if we pay attention to them they're they they don't make a connection but if something is emotional like for example um you know there's loads of brands even you know the one brand that we mentioned before i started like uh, the humble um the humble brush like i'm connected emotionally with them because i like uh, i don't like i love 
what they stand for. So the, the, that's the second reason is loyalty is above everything. And, you know, if someone doesn't agree with that, that's fine. They're going to keep on going and looking for new clients. But we all know the cost of acquiring a new client versus the cost of keeping clients. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's a, it's a good strategy. Yeah. Good explanation. Uh, you, get, you got me really interested now. <laughs> and um, I see where you're coming from. And as a side note, maybe we should just mention for those who haven't heard about the brand Humble Brush. It's a Swedish toothbrush in wood, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a Swedish. Uh, well, they have gums, they have different products, but basically what they stand up for something is like, if you go to their website, one of their messages is there is no plan B for planet earth. And it's really like, Oh wow. There's no, there's no plan B. And I'm, it's not that I'm like, um, I'm all in, in uh, against climate change, but I care about our, our planet. And one of the reasons why I love the brand is because they stand for something regardless of what other people say. And even pricing wise, like going back to your previous question, you know, People, um, people, companies that are purpose-driven, companies that use emotion, they increase their pricing. Like the brush, the um, the humble brush, you know, it might, I don't remember how much it costs now, but it might be like six euros. You can get a brush from Tesco, from any supermarket for, for a pound. So, you know, you pay, I don't know, how the, I, don't, I can't do the math that quickly, but yeah. you can pay 50% more. Uh, and we do pay, humans pay for things that they care. And um, yeah, you know, more profitability. And that's actually the third reason, it's more profitability because you're more profitable, you have more loyal clients and uh, you don't need to be Apple to be profitable, right? You can be a small company that has 100 clients and they're so loyal to a Bright Vision, for example, or they're so loyal to whatever XYZ brand because they believe in the same cause and they're, they're willing to stand, um, to stand up and help you. Mm, yeah. Really good example. And I mean, is there any industry that's more competitive than toothbrush? <laughs> so it's so generic. So yeah. uh, it's a very good example. But we find a lot of competitive spaces in, in B2B areas as well, as you know. So, I mean, many parts technology is quite hard to differentiate since there many products are built on standards or performance measures that uh, you can buy cheaper or uh, more expensive things but you know it's it's mm. it's quite logical what you get for what you pay for so to say and and i think it's a great opportunity for companies to to search for differentiation within uh, things like this and i think one area that's traditionally been in b2b is that you want to have an uh, image of trust um uh, the deep blue color that formerly was very popular around, you know, like IBM blue <laughs> and, mm. and KPMG blue and so on. That's a color we have seen in a lot of B2B companies that it instills trust. And this is something serious. I can trust this company. They're probably going to stay for a long time in the market and so on. Um, so very, very short there. Where should you start looking and try to work with these topics? And how do you, how do you get going with an emotional strategy, so to say, mm. in order to create a more likable brand or differentiated yeah. brand? 
Yeah, well, like you mentioned, you know, the color blue. Uh, it uh, you look at color blue, it's a subconscious color. You know, you, you get gain more trust. Black, uh, black is luxury. You know, other colors evoke different emotions, which are important. I'm not saying that they're, they're not important, but it's um, you, you, we, in terms of emotions, you don't you don't need to have just one strategy. Oh, I'm going to use color blue, and that's it. Mm. Obviously, there are a lot of layers, like in anything. You know, um, let's say fitness, for example. You know, if you want to lose weight not going to do one exercise and that's it you need to do i don't know i'm not a fitness exercise. i know that you need to do more than one yeah. um so like in terms of strategy i think emotion is you have your uh let's say your branding your logo your uh, whatever whatever has to do with the branding then okay you have to think about emotion and say how do we add emotion to what we are doing so maybe you create content and in your content you add that emotional aspect um, maybe you write an article, for example, uh, explaining the tech aspects, but then in that article, in a paragraph, you explain why Jacob wanted to start his company. And it's just a, in a subtle way you communicate, you know what, I truly believe in technology for, you know, when I was a kid, blah, like you had small little bits and pieces, but then you have, in my mind, how I use it is I always have like the hub. So if you want to learn about the story, you go to the, like our story page. It's not about us page because about us should be about them, about the client. And that, you know, it's, it's it goes to B2B and B2C. It's, it, we are, in my mind, we are all human. So we're selling to, to the same, um, to, 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 to the same category. I mean, it's, we are humans and we're selling uh, to humans. So you add your story if someone wants to to read it and to to get more involved in your brand. But in your marketing, like you use your maybe you have an ebook, maybe you have uh, whatever communication you have, you just add it in a subtle way. Uh, and then one of the most important things is creativity. Like creativity, um, obviously we all look and we all see creativity in a different way. But you can use creativity to communicate all these um, messages, emotional messages. Plus you can use obviously for technical aspects as well. So there, there needs to be a mix for it to work because if we only communicate like, um, I'm in the B2B industry as well, obviously the agency uh, way. I, you know, there's so many agencies out there, you know, communicating, say, oh, we do brand purpose. We do, the, we do this. They're all logical, that's fine. But my story, um, nobody can steal it or copy it because it's my story. You know, I, I wanted to give up. I lost my purpose. I lost my sense of fulfillment. I was like very materialistic. So, you know, there's a story why I want to help uh, small businesses thrive and flourish because, you know, there are other reasons why. So what, what you do is basically you write down a strategy and you say, okay, I'm going to do ABC. And then you add in a subtle way um, those emotional aspects of your story. Um, you can do the other way is to do a brand campaign saying, okay, I'm going to do a campaign, uh, an emotional campaign, which I'm going to create something that um, will evoke emo um, the emotions of our potential clients. Do you work as a sales, marketing or channel manager and would like to generate great leads to your B2B tech company? then we are here for you. By creating a qualified sales pipeline and strengthen your position in the tech industry, we help you grow. Depending on your needs, we use effective strategies like inbound marketing, telemarketing, account-based marketing, and paid media. Get more information on brightvision.com. Yeah, 
So interesting. So uh, that's a great, uh, great breakdown of, of the process, how to approach these things. I know one thing you talk about sometimes in your vast content and YouTube channel and so on is, is an emotional story and how that can help you to maybe embody these uh, ideas and strategies you have developed, but also it can actually drive sales as you, <laughs> yeah. as you, as you of course, uh, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons, of course, we're doing this. So um, can you tell us a little bit about that as a tool in, in uh, how that can tie together your how strategy? To, how to tie the sales into the strategy? Yeah, an emotional story. An emotional story into the strategy. So um, you can tie the emotional story into your strategy by uh, figuring out your story first. And the first thing is realizing a story is not a statement. A lot of companies say, oh, we have a story. And then I look at their websites. Well, that statement about your company that was founded in 1987 and you sell X, Y, Z. So it's statement, but in their head, it's a story. Well, we have to go back and see what's the story. Like, what does a story mean? Which is a story is not a statement. So basically go back to the roots and say, okay, we need to create a story, a story in, in Hollywood movies, in you know, children's books. It's not... Um, Jacobs founded the company. He's very successful. He won awards. That's not a story. Nobody cares. But a story needs to have a hero, obviously. It needs to have obstacles, which I don't see a lot of companies communicate about the obstacles. Um, so you need to go back first and say, okay, this is our story. We'll create a story that, that has different elements of what a good story is. And then you go and say, okay, how do we increase sales? Well, we have our story with the obstacles. And one of the biggest things that you can um, use to, to increase sales with emotional storytelling is look at the consumer problem. So what is the consumer problem that you're solving? Because that needs to be in the story. So for example, um, um, let's say uh, the consumer problem might be beats. Uh, I'll give you an example. The, the consumer problem is if you travel from Sweden to New York, your uh, headphones will run out of batteries, right? They won't last more than two hours if you have, let's say, airports. Um, Beats looked at that and, and communicated that you can travel now uh, without worrying about your headphones. You can travel from different locations, which is nine hours, um, and you don't have to worry about your, um, your battery running out, your headphones. So they looked at the consumer problem. A lot of times businesses, uh, we tend to look at, um, oh, I need brand awareness. Well, brand awareness is a business problem first and brand awareness is very vague. Okay, brand awareness, why do you need brand awareness? So to increase sales, the best thing to do is to, look, to put on the shoes of your consumer, of your customer and say, okay, what is the problem that they're facing? Not what problem we are facing, but what, what problem are they facing? And then using that consumer problem from your story and communicating, obviously, the solution is your uh, is your service. Uh, you know, it might be Bright Vision, it might be weight, might be uh, I don't know whatever you're selling. Um, so consumer problem is huge. Um, but to find the consumer problem, you need to look at the insights. And the best way we do that, we interview customers, potential customers. So like we worked actually, we we, we did a project for a B two B company in Cyprus, and we interviewed like twenty people. Um, 20, sorry, 20 customers and 20 potential customers. So when you interview, you get a lot of things that they say, obviously you need to ask the right questions. And then you get a theme. Oh, this is a theme. This is a problem that 15 customers have. So you communicate and use the exact wording that they use so it can relate to them. And when people hear problems, oh yeah, I have that problem. 
And then, ah, oh, the solution is, by the way, ABC. So you increase in a subtle way rather than saying, you know, you want a cup of Nespresso, buy it. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so that's, um, that's um, one of the ways that you can do that. Oh, that's awesome. And um, that, that's a great way to, uh, to create an emotional story that ties together. So not only statements, not only facts, you need to find something that emotionally connects to your brand offerings and the buyers, uh, uh, so to say. That's great. Yeah. I know, yeah, you just gave us a very short example there, but uh, how you did it in, in Cyprus. But do you have any story from a, a client you can tell about where you actually developed the story or, or an emotional connection to their clients that you have seen been fruitful for them? Yeah, well, we have a, we worked with a hotel, uh, so the B2B, but again, people, people are people. So we worked with a hotel, we created the story. Uh, explore more, do more in central London. The hotel is in central London. So our goal was to inspire people to travel and to explore London rather than being in a hotel room. And because the hotel is a budget hotel, so the, the whole the whole the whole the whole story was about explore more, do more. So we focused on that. All the content was created for people to do, explore new places in London. That was obviously before COVID. And we increase the direct bookings, which is very a very hard task because of OTAs, ExpediaBooking.com, by 1,500% within six months, uh, which was one huge, we didn't expect to, to get the, those type of results, but um, it worked out well. Um, and the strategy was, was as we discussed previously, it was used, uh, used emotional storytelling um, and just give value to potential travelers from uh, France because we targeted uh, Paris, uh, Eurostar is here, so uh, by their hotel, by their hotel. Uh, so yeah, that's one of the ways that um, we increase, we help them increase their sales, direct booking. Ah, that's great, fantastic story. So, um, what are the first step for somebody who, who would like to explore this a little bit? What do you ex um, you know What do you recommend as a first starting point uh, for a marketeer who feels yeah? Maybe I should look into this. That story sounds great. That's what I need. <laughs> what do you think uh, they should do? Um, it's just going back to the drawing board and making, um, doing a research and looking for, okay, what is a story? Like going to the roots and finding out what is a story and look at your company objectively because a lot of times when we are working a company, we don't look at things objectively. Um, we, that's why when a consultant comes on board or when someone else like, um, you know, even in our personal lives, our friends have a helicopter view because we are not in the, the, in the situation in the, um, in, the in, in, in the actual company. So the first thing is to have a helicopter view, research what a story is uh, how there are different frameworks to a story. So research like, okay, what is a story? What framework should I use? And just go deep. And, and, and once you go down that route, there's so many resources. You know, we have um, a website. Um, I don't know if you've heard it about it, Jacob, but like it gives you all the answers. It's google.com. And from <laughs> google.com, you can find another website where you can find like books like Amazon and, you know, some great authors wrote, wrote amazing books about storytelling. And um, yeah, just start from there and, and, and basically research and understand that the story is, is, um, is important. And um, as we said, if you want loyalty, if you want profitability, um, and there are different ways. I mean, there's so many ways that you can use a story, but the core 
of the stories I, as I made is a problem? Or what do you stand for? So even if not do it, even if someone says, okay, I need this, I'm going, I want to do it right now. Well, the first step is deciding is what do you stand up for something? Like what is the cause that's close to your heart? And once you do that, everything else, you'll figure it out. But you need to stand up for something that is not your, your, your services. Your services should be a bridge. I always say, like, I did this mistake for many years. I positioned myself and my agency as the hero. And by the hero, I mean, if you come to our agency, you, we, we will help you achieve blah, 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 amazing results, do content and all that stuff. But the problem, the biggest problem with that is I positioned myself as a hero. We as humans in our brains, we don't want another hero because in our brains, our brain thinks we are the heroes. We just need people, tools to help us. So if a company like myself, like I did for many years, positions themselves as a hero, the brain says, mm, I don't want to fight against another hero. I want someone to help me achieve that goal. So once I switch, then I said, actually, I'm not a hero. That's ego. Being a hero is like, yeah, I founded this company. Actually, what we need to do and what like my mentality is, I'm just a bridge. If you want to do ABC, I'm just a bridge. So what I, I recommend to companies like, okay, how can we serve clients? Like we are all, we live in this world to be um, of service of someone, right? To help someone. So it's like being a waiter. Like, How can I assist you? How can I help you? How can I contribute to whatever you want to achieve? And once we have that mindset shift, like how can we help you? Okay, you're, you're this person right here now and you want to become this person. I'm just the guy that will, you know, will give you running shoes to run the bridge or I'm just the guy that will give you a good t-shirt, but making sure that that service, that product is fantastic and working on improving that product. And I think that's the best way to, um, to increase um, um, sales to, and to start with, with story, to, to look at the story. I love the bridge analogy there. That's a fantastic uh, way to describe how to position an agency. Uh, that really spoke to me. Yeah, it's uh, that's something else. The the one of the most important things when I said find out would you stand up for something. A lot of companies go and say, "Oh, I'll stand up for you know." There's so many causes right now, climate change, and then I ask why. Like, well, because the more people care. Well, do you care? Well, no, but it will increase sales. Well, that's not the point. The point is, why do you care? Like finding a cause that you only, it doesn't matter if people speak, if it's trending. Like, you know, we have the um, BLM movement that happened last year. It's like a lot of companies, oh yeah, yeah, we care, we care. Well, you don't actually care. You started this now. So I always say, okay, you need to, to, to look at your own, like if you're the founder, you need to look at the cause that you truly care. And for example, for me, I can, like if, if someone asks like about the story that we have at Way or my story, I can answer the questions because it's deeply rooted. Like, you know, I can go really deep and say, okay, when I was, uh, I, I grew up in Cyprus, so I, I'm Greek. My mom is Russian. Uh, but when I was growing up, because my mom is Russian, she was very strict. So she beat the shit out of me. So I grew up with, with a very low self-esteem. And that brought me to helping companies, you know, um, increase their sales and being very materialistic. But then I went to a conference um, three, four years ago and I opened my mind to, oh shit, you know, I have low self-esteem. I need to fix that. I'm, you know, I'm worth as I am. You know, my accent is not a problem. You know, I have all these different issues which I can pinpoint and say, this is why we have this in our story. It's because I truly care and because I struggled with that and I want to help people that care about what they do. And uh, it's like, you know, people say, 
uh, oh, I'm passionate about what you do, uh, what I do. It's like, well, you don't really say that. You have to show that with your actions, with your content, with, you know, your eBooks, for example, you do an eBook to help people. You, you, it's not just, uh, yeah, I care. You, you, you do the thing. Like, for example, you have a podcast, you have a whole, uh, you know, team behind, which is a, a fantastic team. You know, it's not, I care about helping people. You actually do the work. You do the podcast, you host um, every week uh, a guest. Uh, the podcast, you know, so you show, you're not just saying, yeah, I care about B2B. No, you actually do the work every week. You interview people and uh, here you are. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that story, Alexander. That, uh, that really exemplifies and ties together everything we have talked about there for, for the last 20 minutes. That, uh, you know, actually stand up for something you care about deeply. That's deeply rooted and um, being genuine, being authentic. Yeah in your positionings and stories that's that's awesome and uh, definitely something I, I would like to uh, yeah definitely be better at uh, so great thank you so much for that and i know you're running a lot of things you know you're a busy guy so thank you so much for your time but people who want to check out more about emotion marketing and about you alexander and your company way boutique uh, where should we send them where can they find more of your content um jacob they can find uh, them anywhere just google my name alexander novikov linkedin instagram uh twitter yeah linkedin i think is the most appropriate for b2b i post i create content and yes soon uh it's not announced yet but soon i'll have my book published in a couple of weeks so that will be live like obviously about stories um so yeah anywhere you can um or my website alexnovikov.com uh, yeah and uh, I would like to thank you, Jacob, and obviously the team um, behind. Uh, you've been amazing, and it's been a pleasure chatting with you and sharing insights and uh, ideas. Yeah, awesome. Good luck with Way Boutique, and uh, definitely I will pre-order your book. Looking forward to that. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Jacob. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.